It's time for the Average Pros Fantasy Football Podcast, featuring Jonathan Rates, Alex Huff, and Braden Crow. Well, welcome into another episode of the Average Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. We are T-minus a couple days now till the fantasy football playoffs really start. Obviously, we had the Thursday night game last night, Braden, uh, but uh, really the the true meat of it all starts here um, pretty quick. So uh, it's me and you this morning. Um, Alex gets the gets the break, but uh, let's talk a little bit about last night's game with the I'm blank. I almost blanked there for a second. But Seahawks and 49ers. Um, the 49ers obviously get the win, 21 to 13. But what were just maybe some some quick takeaways there? And I know there were some relevant fantasy players that, if you're in the fantasy playoffs, you're probably playing them. So we should probably talk about where that leaves some people. Yeah. Um, some quick takeaways I had was uh, McCaffrey obviously looked great. The offense ran through him. Um, Brock Purdy loves to give him the ball, um, but the big thing on the 49ers side for me is this is just a reminder that, that George Kittle can still do what he does. And so, um, you know, four for 93 and two touchdowns, he looked awesome. Um, I think it kind of came at the expense of not having Debo and, uh, and I, didn't have a great day. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the 49ers, they controlled this game the whole time. The Seahawks did not look as good. They kind of finally got some more, um, they were able to move the ball easier um, later into the game and kind of whenever it, it it was a little bit too late to do it. So Kenneth Walker didn't didn't look terrible, but didn't look good. I don't think that was injury. I think that was just the 49ers defense. So, um, you know, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of people who have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Kenneth Walker on their playoff rosters and some that have Geno Smith and Geno didn't kill you, but um definitely has had better days. So, um, yeah, I think this just solidifies the 49ers as a, they can still contend. They will contend and it makes the playoff picture even more interesting for your, uh, for your lions. I think. Yeah. I was really pulling for the, uh, the 49ers there. Obviously if the lions win now, they're essentially tied with the Seahawks, but of course the Seahawks hold the tiebreaker. Um, but I mean, the Seahawks have now lost, I think they're one in their last five. So, all the teams at the Lions, quick aside, that are going up against are trending down, except for it's it's probably going to be the Lions and the Commanders is my take, but uh, I'm obviously biased there. As far as the 49ers, um, just kind of on that defensive side, man, they wreak some havoc. And I think going forward, it's I think the stat that they showed last night, like they've allowed like 21 points in the second half over the last seven games, like total um, something crazy. And so you're expectations have to be tempered when you're going against uh, this, the 49ers defense and, and kind of have to adjust that. And we talked a little bit about that on the pod earlier this week, but um, yeah, I mean, I think you hit, hit kind of all the one thing that I'll point out with the uh, pass catchers for the Seahawks. Uh, I have Tyler Lockett in a couple leagues. So obviously I was watching that kind of close, but you know, if Noah Fant doesn't get that touchdown and maybe it goes to Lockett or Metcalf, you're pretty happy with their output. I mean, both of them got nine targets. They both had seven catches. Um, you know, so if if Lockett catches that, he's up at 20 in PPR and Metcalf's right there as well. So it, it could have gone kind of either way with that touchdown. We have uh, a little bit of breaking news. Uh, while you were talking, I was catching up on Twitter. Ian Rappaport just tweeted two minutes ago um, that Tyler Lockett suffered a spiral crack in his first Metacarpal. 
Um, a break that knocks him out at least two games and threatens to end his season. All parties will make a decision on what's next. So that's definitely not good um, for the Seahawks on the NFL side, but it's also um, that is going to be really tough for um, anyone with Tyler Lockett on their playoff roster. Hopefully you made it through this week, but next week you got to, you may be playing waivers. So. That leaves me without Debo Samuel and Tyler Lockett in our league of records. So thank you for ruining my morning this morning, Braden. Well, or, you can at least Ian. you can at least go add someone today. That way you quickly don't, yeah, don't, don't have to go through waivers. So hey, if you're listening to the show, uh, the sooner the better. You have that information. So uh all right. Well, I think the only other thing I would say is yeah, 49ers, 49ers. Um, Brock Purdy is definitely capable, um, especially because that defense keeps those games going, and Christian McCaffrey is going to be that workhorse. Um, so let's jump into just kind of some – we call it start-sit, but it's just kind of more of like a feel-it-out against uh, with some of these players. So we're just going to talk through um, some – position players and just get our, give our takes on them. So as you're setting your lineups for this week, you can have a good idea uh, of what's to come. So uh, we'll jump in with some running backs and uh, make our way through and Braden, um, as always, uh, just take the reins whenever needed. Okay. <laughs> so we'll start out <laughs> with, uh, I don't know what that looks like, Like, don't commandeer everything, but you know, just, you know, feel, feel, uh, empowered okay it's an empowering help me help you help me help you exactly uh so one of the first people i just kind of want to talk about is where where are we putting isaiah pacheco this week with houston tech with the houston texans i mean obviously um you've got like i don't know miles sanders saquon barkley isaiah pacheco that sounds crazy and i know we talked a lot about barkley and sanders but uh where are you ranking kind of those players uh you said miles sanders saquon barkley and isaiah pacheco is that right? Correct. Correct. I will yeah. take it in that order, but I think that I think that says more about Isaiah Pacheco than it says about anyone else. The fact that we're bringing him up in that conversation, and so I still, especially in fantasy playoffs, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start both Penn State guys over Isaiah Pacheco. Um, but I don't mind him this week. He's against Houston. I think that you know I'm looking. And my other options, there's a league where I have Travis Etienne. You know, I love Travis Etienne, and I still think he's going to correct to um, what he was earlier in the season. But, uh, like, I'm going to start Isaiah Pacheco in my fantasy playoffs over Travis Etienne this week. And it's scary, and it's tough, but that I'm here, and I got to start Pacheco with the opportunities he's getting. Yeah, and we talked about that matchup before, uh, just with the Texans, and you've got, um, you were talking about ETN, who's taking on the Cowboys, so that's just a tough matchup for anybody. Um, so you said Pacheco over ETN. Let's talk about uh, ETN and kind of tempering some of those expectations. So J.K. Dobbins, uh, Travis ETN, uh, Deontay Foreman, and what are what are kind of your thoughts on those those players right there? I think I would go Dobbins, ETN, Foreman. Uh, I liked what I saw from Dobbins. He still doesn't look pre-injury self, but he looked good, and they looked like they needed him. Um, Foreman, I think, is going to be fine, but he shared a lot of work with Hubbard. I don't think Hubbard's going to overtake him. I just think there's going to be some snap splitting there. Um, so I'm just not ready to take him there yet. I, I will say, though, that that I don't mind... We don't know a ton about the Buffalo game. We know it's supposed to be cold. We don't know if it's 
how much snow it's going to be. If it's not supposed to be, if it's just supposed to be cold, then, and Jeff Wilson's not active, I don't mind starting like Mostert over ETN with all the work he'd be getting. Um, I don't mind starting like Zonovan Knight. But Rashad White. Uh, oh, who are they playing again? Do you remember? Uh, the Bucks are playing. I'll get that for us. You keep uh, Bucks keep are talking through that. Yeah, Bucks are playing the Bengals. I don't mind Rashad White there, um, but over Travis Etienne, I'm I'm probably not ready to go there. Um, tra- so so just to clarify what you're saying, you had um, who was it that you were saying over? I had, Do- over I, had I had Dobbins, Dobbins over him. I had Foreman below him. Okay, and then I had Mostert in a backfield alone over Etienne. Um, but like, um, I would probably start Zonovan Knight over Etienne. Um. I probably would not start Brian Robinson over him. I get that he's he's had a good last two weeks, but going into the bye week, I have no idea if they're going to pivot back to Antonio Gibson. I have no idea. I, I just don't know what's been going on in practice, and so I'm not ready to to make that call yet in fantasy playoffs. So you brought up another interesting name there in Zonovan Knight. Um that's kind of Isaiah Pacheco and Zonovan Knight. These are your playoff stalwarts we're talking about today. Um, so Zonovan Knight, where like David Montgomery, Zonovan Knight, um, even J.K. Dobbins again. I think you said you'd probably take J.K. Dobbins over the the most of who we talked about, except for just kind of those first three guys. But um, yeah, I, I actually kind of like Montgomery this week. Um, they're playing against Philly, who has not been able to stop the run. They're kind of they will they will bend with the run, um, but they they won't with the pass. And so, I could see this being a a hundred and seventy yard passing day for Fields, and he gets eighty five yards. And I could see this being a a day where Montgomery gets you know ninety rushing yards and a touchdown and some receiving work, maybe some dump offs since they are so good against the pass. Um, I don't mind him this week, especially because Herbert's still out. So you think David Montgomery probably above Zonovan Knight? Would you put him above J.K. Dobbins? I think I would this week. Okay. Now, uh, you know, it's J.K. Dobbins has done this before where he had a great week and then he just did nothing. So yeah, I'd have to look, he's, look and see David Montgomery's list is questionable that he didn't practice Thursday due to an illness. So um, it was a midweek edition, but... I don't know. Hey, I don't know. Illnesses usually don't keep players out as much as actual injuries. So just historic. But like I'm starting, I'm going to start all these guys over like Jamal Williams, I think. Oh, I'm there. What about uh, Alvin Kamara was the other guy I was going to ask you about? Oh, I'm starting Kamara. Okay. So Kamara over Dobbins over Montgomery. What about over Pacheco? We worked, we worked our way down the list and now we're going our way back up. Yeah. I, uh, I'm still starting. I'm going to start Kamara there. I just, you got to have a really, really, really good reason not to start Kamara against the Falcons. That's true. So that's more of a matchup based thing rather than a, it's, it's a matchup. Still trust him. He, I, I think he still is going to be great. And the whole thing was he, he has a great playoff schedule. So, 
I mean, if I'm not starting them now, why did I ever have them in the first place? You know? Yeah. That's Alex made that point and we kind of touched on it a little bit last time, but when you're coming down to these start sit decisions that are, you know, going to make or break you in the playoffs, it's tempting to get kind of cute with it and play like the up and coming guy, or maybe stay in the flames with somebody. Um, and while those are, there are those situations and we might talk about some of those guys coming up, but you got to play the guys that have consistently produced. Those are the guys that are most likely to continue to show up. It's late. Not only is it playoffs for fantasy, but it's late in the season. So these are why these guys are getting paid what they're getting paid. Um, so I, I think that's a good point there. One other guy I want to, I will, I will say I have Isaiah Pacheco and Deandre Swift um, that I'm having to make a decision between who do I start on a, in a full PPR league. And I have a buy in that league. And so I am so glad I don't have to make that decision because I really don't know who I'd pick. Who would you pick? I think I go swift um, just because, well, that matchup against the Jets. So you're talking swift against the Jets or Pacheco against the Texans. Um, is it PPR, half PPR? Full PPR. Full PPR. Man, uh, I think just because of how many people can pop off on the Chiefs, although the Lions have a lot of weapons now too, for lack of a better term. Um, my gut says Pacheco, the fantasy lack of expert in me <laughs> says, uh, s- wait, switch that. My gut says Swift, the lack of expert in me says Pacheco. Um, so I will go I think it- against, since I, I have been burned by the Lions too many times, I'll go Pacheco. I think that if I had if I had McCaffrey on my team, I would go Pacheco because he gave me a ton of points. Or if I had Kittle, if I had say Kenneth Walker or Geno Smith on my team, I'd probably go Swift just because at this point I gotta score points or I'm I'm done for the year. So definitely a ceiling versus floor play. I, I like how you yeah you that's I probably am there as well. Um, okay, last guy that I just want to talk about before we move on is AJ Dillon. Um, obviously Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are both in the backfield. Um, but AJ Dillon has had two really good weeks back to back. Um, are you elevating him at all or kind of still seeing him as maybe where he's been most of the year? I would elevate him a little bit. Um, but I think that list probably stops like at Jamal Williams. I like Jamal Williams more than him. I like Rashad White more than him. I like Foreman more than him and even Najee, but like, I'm not going to start Latavius Murray or Cam Akers. I'd start, I would start AJ Dillon there. Yeah. I feel like those are some really good names that you brought up. Um, I think I might, I have a league where I think I'm really counting on AJ Dillon to, to get some, some good work. Um, but over like, I don't know. Deontay Foreman, you said you'd start AJ Dillon over Deontay Foreman. No, I would start Foreman, start Foreman, but it's, it's, it's kind of in that ballpark. Yeah. I, I guess like, would you, I guess let's make it more flex appeal. Cause you're not going to start him as an RB two. Like, would you start Elijah Moore this week without Corey Davis or AJ Dillon? That was literally where my mind was at. Uh, you said Corey Dillon. That's funny. Uh, AJ Dillon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't start Corey Dillon, please. If you can find Corey <laughs> Dillon, that's a that's a fun little. Maybe if you're on a buy, just for just for kicks. Um, <laughs> AJ Dillon or Elijah Moore. Uh, who are the Packers playing this week? They have a decent Packers. Packers are, are playing. Oh, the Rams. Ooh. Um, 
Oh, man, I think I'm going to go AJ Dillon. Are you Elijah Moore? I get it. I I'm going to play Elijah Moore. I just see so much more of a ceiling there. And oh, nice play on words uh, there. More, more. I try. Get more with uh, more. It's yeah, more, more is more. Um, but. I just want a piece of that offense against the Lions. I think the Lions are going to put up, you know, 34. I think that the Jets are going to keep pace too. So, yeah, cool. Well, I think that's some good uh, just analyzing of the running back situation, just the running back field. Um, so let's jump to some wide receivers here. Um, man, just like the running backs, I feel like there's some kind of wild names that we're thrown around or comparing and so we'll start maybe more toward the top of um top of the list here so uh good old mike evans he has not performed in what you would hope um i've seen him outside wide receiver two range in some rankings this week um but mike evans uh, Devonte smith chris alave uh what are your thoughts on those three players uh goddard is goddard still out Goddard is still listed as on the IR. So he's got a projection, but that is definitely another thing to watch is if you're counting on Goddard to play this week, it doesn't look like he is quite progressed in the way that he needs to in order to. So if that's, if he does not play, I will probably go Olave, Devonta Smith, Mike Evans. And I like the matchup for Olave. I also think he's needed. It also helps that this is a really important divisional matchup still between the bottom dwelling NFC South. Um, but, you know, Devonta Smith is playing against the Bears who have been really, really bad. They've traded away a lot of assets because they're in rebuild. Um, and Evans is playing the Bengals and uh, the Bengals have looked pretty good on defense. And, um, Mike Evans hasn't looked good like at all. He hasn't, he hasn't got a touchdown and the offense runs through Godwin and I'm just not, I don't know. I, I'm not ready to trust my, my playoffs with Evans. I'll trust it with Godwin, but I'm not going to trust it with Evans. Yeah. And I think you probably have that. If you're in that situation, you might have the ability to pivot to like a Smith or an Olave over Evans. And I think you would actually, this is one of those situations where, you might stay in the flames with Devonte Smith. Honestly, even if Goddard plays, the the report that I'm getting is that he won't hadn't confirmed that he'll play Sunday, but he's been practicing and looks on track to be able to return from IR. But it's kind of interesting why he wouldn't just say hi. I'm playing um, if he's on track. So, um, so I think I agree. I, I probably go Devonte Smith by quite a bit though over just with them playing the Bears. I think he's going to be a really good start this week, whether you have Goddard back or not. I just think that and we talked a little bit about it on the earlier podcast this week, but um, the Eagles have kind of found their groove uh, with the passing game and, yeah. and Jalen Hurts really has kind of found those down the field targets with Devonte and, and Hurts and they're able to take shots because of the running threats. So uh, Devonte Smith is borderline like, I know we don't do starts of the week, but he might be up there on, on one of them. So um, there, I think that he and Olave are, are pretty similar players. Um, Devonta Smith definitely being on the better offense, but being the number two option. And um, I don't know, man. Rahid, Rashid Shahid is getting all of Olave's touchdowns. <laughs> like, what the heck? And then, yeah, I just, 
I'm ready to follow. I'm ready to keep following target share and um, teams coming off their buy tend to tend to look better. And so I think they're very similar players though. I think they can finish within a couple points of each other. And I, I think that we've seen, you know, it's, I think we see Devonta Smith's floor as like a goose because they're running the ball like crazy. Um, and Olave's floor, I mean, his lowest scoring game, he still had five targets for 40 yards, which that doesn't kill you. Like it's a dud. Don't get me wrong, but it, but it doesn't kill you for sure. Um, so that's probably where I'd go with it. And rookie wide receivers always have the bump at the end of the year. So, yeah, I think that's, that's valid. So for, for sake of podcast terms, we'll say I'm the Devonte Smith side and, and you can go the Chris Olave side. Okay. Just for sake of us bring, disagreeing on bring something. It on. Right? No. Bring it on. Go Buckeyes, man. Go Buckeyes. Um, so we'll take Mike Evans from that group. Devontae Smith, Chris Olave. I think we both confirm they're pretty good plays this week. But um, so Mike Evans, Michael Pittman, T. Higgins. Um, what are we doing with? And maybe we can talk about T. Higgins a little bit. Why expectations are so tempered? I mean, obviously, if he doesn't play, but it looks like he's going to play. Just expectations are not what they have been. So those three guys, where are you going? Uh, with your with your starts uh i like t higgins um i like you said t higgins uh gosh Pittman is scary i'll go evans there just because i think there's a greater chance that he's gonna do something i'm just so scared to trust any cult besides taylor so i'll go higgins evans um Pittman. I'm currently in a playoff matchup that I squeaked in. I'm playing a top, I'm playing a higher seed than I am. And their wide receivers for the week are Mike Evans and Christian Kirk. And he, in addition to that has T Higgins and Deandre Hopkins, but is putting them on his bench because Higgins is questionable and burned him last week. And Hopkins has a backup quarterback now playing Denver. And I'm honestly more terrified of the two guys on his bench. So I'm thrilled that I'm playing Mike Evans this week. Yeah, that's uh, that's not something that you would say in many of the past years. Of, I'm thrilled to see Mike Evans on the other person's team. And you made a trade in our league of record for Mike Evans because you were trying to get younger. And now it turns out that it may have been a good trade just all around. Um, yeah. So just to clarify, you're probably going T. Higgins above all those guys. Um, he did get in a limited practice. Yeah. Um, so what? I just don't see I don't see how you can't play T Higgins whenever he's even if he's practicing limited throughout the week because his playoffs I mean I guess watch pregame stuff and make sure that he doesn't tweak it again but I have T Higgins in playoffs and I've got to play him so okay well let's talk about a couple more and then we'll uh, get on to tight ends and QBs so uh, bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster and Christian Watson and Let's call it Chris Moore. Uh, kind of a crazy. I, I think that those two that I've named are way above Chris Moore. Um, but just kind of talk about those three in in connection to this week um, and what their expectations might be. You said Juju. You said Chris Moore, and then remind me who are you staying you in the flames with Christian Watson? Yeah, I like Christian Watson this week. Um, I, I think that he is established. Um, and hot take. I don't mind Chris Moore over Juju Smith-Schuster with just this game narrative. We could be wrong. I mean, this is the risk that you play every single, or this is the risk you take every single week in fantasy that game narratives can be wrong. That's why Vegas wins money on um, odds and the line and all that. But, you know, the Texans could compete 
Um, and, you know, even, you know, give me the points, but I'm not, I'm not ready to take that bet. I really think that, um, I think that the chiefs are just going to run away with this. I think that they are, they have their eyes on the super bowl and they're going to, they're not going to get, let any team get close to beating them. Well, I mean, you look back at Jerry Judy, almost said Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, last week, he uh, got those three touchdowns after they were down 27 to zero. So that narrative could fit again. Uh, Chris Moore was about one yard away from getting a touchdown to go with his 10 catches for 124 yards or whatever it is. And it looks like Collins and cooks will be out again. So um, I might be pivoting to Chris Moore the rest of the season instead of Tyler Lockett and our league of record. <laughs> Crazy to say um, what a world we live in. Yeah. Hey, are there any other wide receivers that we need to talk about before we before we jump to the next thing here? No, I mean, I think that you've just got dart throws to take. And, you know, I think that I, I think Chris Moore is that dart. Um, I like him this week more than like if if those guys are out, like you're saying, I like him this week more than like Hollywood. I like him more than Deontay. I like him more than Michael Gallup. I like him more than Pickens. You know, like I think that we fantasy is one on being able to pivot and not letting name like name bias um, win the day. And so you just, you got to take emotion out of it. You got to bring logic into it. And I think Chris Moore may be one of those players. Of course he could get three targets for two receptions for 11 yards, but <laughs> you know, it's, this is, this is the game we play. I'll start him over a Richie James or a, you know, Paris Campbell or whatever. Yeah. I think you're safe on the targets there. There's not going to be too much, uh, too much else to go around and Damian Pierce is out. So, I mean, I guess maybe Dare Agumbawale. Wow. I said that right. Uh, and Rex Burkhead could get some targets there. Some garbage time, but you, you crushed that man. That was really, really Thanks, good, man. Uh, another thing that considers the chiefs pass rush. I mean, once you start getting down the pass rush, obviously amps up, but it hasn't been like a, you know, top five pass rush this year or anything. So that might give the Texans a little bit more time to, um, kind of get the ball down the field late in the game when they're trailing. So, uh, okay. Let's talk a little bit about tight ends and talk about names that I can't say. Uh, CO Chigo ZM Okan. I think, I think people just call him Chig. Okay. Chig Okonkwo. I think that's, I think, I think I heard like Jim Nance say that. So if it's good enough for Jim Nance, it's good enough for me. So, um, I, I like him. It's going to be interesting. Like if I don't have to start him this week, I don't, I don't want to, but it's going to be interesting to see if he has a role and if he's getting targets and if he's running routes at the same rate with Traylon Burks back. Um, that's what I'll be watching for, but is Tra- is I Traylon like Burks on, guaranteed to be back this week. Uh, I'm not, I'm not positively sure. Um, okay. He's still I, questionable. Um, didn't practice Thursday. So Oh, so he may not play. If he doesn't play, I like starting Chig this week. Um, I like. I'm going to call him Chigo. He'll never know me. So, uh, yeah, he never I will. Like Chigo, unless you know. Hey, you never know. Uh, okay, so you like him. So there are a lot of questions I've seen here against Cole Komet. You like him over Cole Komet? Uh, yeah, I do. Oddly enough, um, I like Greg Dulcich more. I think Dulcich plays Arizona this week, and it's foolproof. Tight ends always, always, always have at least a decent day with him. So don't mind him at all. So are you taking great if Dallas Goddard plays? Are you taking Greg Dulcich over him? I will take Dulcich over Goddard. Yes, even if he says, "Hey, I'm good, I'll play." Yeah, okay. 
I, yeah. Okay. Well, I think it, we would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about Mark Andrews um, and just kind of tempered expectations there. Um, last week, obviously Tyler Huntley played a little bit, but then you got um, is it Anthony Brown uh, that came into the game there. So Huntley's playing. Huntley is playing. So, so you feel pretty confident starting Mark Andrews. I mean, as confident as I can, I'm not going to, there is no tight end that I will. Um, there is no tight end that I will start over Mark Andrews in the first round of fantasy playoffs. Unless you have Travis Kelsey, which, you know, you probably don't. So if you have Mark Andrews, yeah. um, are you staying in the flames with Evan Ingram over guys like Dulcich or maybe Dawson Knox? I will start. I'd rank that Dulcich, Ingram, Knox. Okay. Um, the, the tight ends I'll take over Ingram. I'll take uh, I'll take Fryermuth, Dulcich, and Joku Schultz. Ben Joku, you Hawkinson. you put in Joku over. Yeah, I would. Okay, I mean that touchdown. I I was reading something. That's one of the top twelve performances in fantasy for a tight end in the last since nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> That's insane. Absolutely, That's but it's only insane. the second best performance this year because of Hawkinson. <laughs> just wild gosh and kelsey had four touchdowns and it was still better than that so okay well let's get out of here on some quarterbacks um i know that we have talked a lot about kind of some of the top guys with you know your herberts and um your jalen hurts and um just some of those those guys there patrick mahomes you know josh allen um but kind of going down the list a little bit more uh, I like this one here just because it's it's my guy versus your guy um, in terms of our team. So Jared Goff and Doc, Doc, Doc Prescott. Dak Prescott. Um, where do you go in that matchup? Uh, I will. I'll probably go. I'll probably take Dak. I just they're playing the Jaguars. I could see him having three touchdowns. Um, Dude, you're such a Jaguars hater. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't get me started with those. No, Jaguars you love the Jaguars right? now that James Robinson's. I love the yeah, I love the Jaguars. I don't like their fan base. They were so so mean, but well I need to have more grace, I guess. Yeah, something like that. So you're going Dak there. Um I'd probably go Dak there just with the matchup golf. I'm I'm nervous about them playing the Jets defense this week. But uh what about Fields or Tua? We talked a little bit about that earlier in the week, but where do you go in that match? I gotta I gotta go Fields. Tua did not look good, did not he struggled to complete passes and move the ball down the field. Um, but that being said, I'll take both over, you know, like I would have started either of those guys over Gino this week. Um, I would have started those guys over Trevor Lawrence this week. Um, I'll probably take both those guys over cousins. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I'm, I'm team fields. Uh, I think fields is top five quarterback until proven otherwise, just with that ceiling, especially if you're in the fantasy playoffs, needing those points. Um, so the two guys we talked about Dak fields, and then let's throw in burrow. So burrow had two games over the last four weeks where he was a top two quarterback and two games where he was outside the top 20. So, uh, where do you go? Where does burrow rank in those? Are you still putting burrow above both of them? Yeah, I got to I got to keep burrow. I, I, I don't see how I can't not play burrow. I, I get fields. I get it. Um, I guess that fields has a higher ceiling and he can always do what we've seen him do. But just a reminder, he's had like, I think it's four runs over 40 yards for a touchdown. And 
you look at those massive numbers he has, those 38-point games or whatever, and you take away a 40-yard rush, that's four points, so he's down to 34, and then you take away a touchdown, that's six points, so he's down to 28 points, which is, I mean, that's still great, but, you know, his day was went nuclear because of one play, which can happen, but just remember, if he doesn't, then, you know, you may not have as big of a day as you expect him to have. For sure. I think I still go fields over Burrow. Um, I'm playing Burrow in our league record this week, and I'm scared because um, he seems to either go nuclear or put up, you know, a pedestrian like 12 points. But um, and it's a six point throwing league, so I think Burrow obviously gets the bump in those leagues um, over over Fields. Um, is there any other quarterback that we need to talk about before we close this thing out? I would just say stay away from Deshaun Watson if you can. I just I'm I don't think that he's proven it yet. He looked fine. He didn't kill you last week, but I'm not ready to to commit to him for the playoff. And it could be tempting because the Browns, well, and don't forget there are Saturday games this week. So that's a good public PSA uh, that uh, they play the Ravens on Saturday. So make sure your lineups are set with that and probably move your, it's probably safe to say move your Saturday players out of your flex if you can. So absolutely. Well, Braden. That concludes our episode for today. So now it's just sit back, relax, and watch some fantasy playoffs. You got any words of wisdom to our listeners? Any uh, you know, great speeches, um, all-time speeches to to encourage them and spur them on? That's really um, Alex's expertise. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that you you at the same time of not getting cute, I think that you can't get emotional either. And so you gotta, you gotta look at logic. Don't let names affect you. Um, look at matchups. Don't just look at that little number, um, uh, that gives the rank because trends are a real thing. Look at the last few weeks, see how teams have done, um, make your decisions based off that, but it's going to be a crazy week. Saturday games are a thing. Um, Sunday, there's going to be less Sunday games. Keep an eye out on injuries. Keep an eye out on the weather for Buffalo. And um, I guess depending on how our weekend went, you'll hear how our tone sounds um, next podcast on Wednesday. So let's hope we're still in it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the Average Pros today. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't uh, followed our Twitter, uh, that's at AverageProsFF. And uh, we'd love if you'd like like or subscribe to the podcast. So we got to keep that five-star rating uh, going. Well, I won't tell you how many people have rated it, but uh, we're still a five-star podcast, Braden. Five-star service. All right. Until next time, we're the Average Pros. See ya. Your time is valuable, and we thank you for sharing a little of it with the average pros. For more clear, concise, and competitive analysis, be sure to follow us on Twitter at AverageProsFF. That's at AverageProsFF. Editing and production by Jonathan Rates. Voiceover by Ben Johnson. Music by Josh Lippy and the Overtimers. We'll catch you at the next one.